Hey sisters, happy Monday. How are you feeling in your body today? I am so excited to talk about this topic, the hormonal impact of being a people pleaser. But first I wanted to let you know of a little something that I am doing. On Thursday, the 10th of uh, November, I know some many of you guys have been interested and in getting your tickets for my Hormone Healing Live event. It is the first time I am sharing in a one to several category where I'm, I'm actually teaching my P4 formula, my proven formula that gives you a specific strategy to heal your hormones over four weeks to get you back into weight release mode, to improve your energy, and to allow your hormones to get back into a balanced place. A lot of the things that people notice in this is not only a reduction in inflammation and bloating and therefore weight loss, but also a significant improvement in energy, in sleep, lowering, lowering in anxiety, lowering in, you know, that, that depression, that kind of that low mood that sort of sets in on us. It's really for those of you who aren't ready for that one-on-one -on -one intensive coaching that I offer, but still want to, to start something on your own. So it could also be for you if you're someone who's self-paced, who want a smaller container, maybe you're super busy. Regardless, it's for anyone who is wanting to feel better and knows they should and all the ways you've traditionally been doing it haven't been working for you. So if you're wanting my exact formula and not only that, but the support, the mindset, two live Q&As that come in after that to really customize it for you. I've, I've limited the spots in this training because I want to be able to customize it as best as possible, the training itself, but also the two live Q and A's so that I'm giving a, a more customized experience to you as much as I can outside of a one-on-one -on -one coaching training. So it's perfect for you if you've been struggling, if you know you should feel better, if you've tried all the things, if you don't have another plan and you're ready to make those changes. However, I know that if you're anything like me, you might just have one or two questions you need answered before you invest, right? Because a lot of us have invested in time and money in ourselves and we haven't followed through or it hasn't quite been the right fit and you really just need a question answered. So because of that, I am offering a office hour on Tuesday, November 8th at 1 p.m. Pacific. That's 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll put the Zoom link in the notes. You just got to hop on. You don't even have to put your video on. You can just get your actual question answered. For me, that's all I really need to know whether it's the right thing for me to invest or not. So if you've been on the fence because I see you've been watching, you've been listening to the podcast, you've been catching my stories, and you just want to get that question answered, this is your opportunity. Wipe up into the show notes and click on the Zoom link at the time of the call. What's up, sisters? 8, Welcome Tuesday to the Period Whisperer podcast. Pacific, I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm Eastern so happy you are time. here. All I'm right. your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic you. trainer, hormone then, specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. 
but you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey, hey, sisters. So it is just after Halloween at the time of this recording. And my question for you, and I would love for you to send me a DM with the answer for you. But here's my question. How many pieces of Halloween candy does two pieces really turn into for you? Because I can tell you right now that if I'm being very realistic, for me, two always turns into at least 12 probably 20 in the last couple years. I'm taking the time off (laughs) this year of Halloween candy because I am rebalancing my hormones during a stressful time. Um, But I want to hear from you. And maybe what's your favorite Halloween candy? You know, there's they're actually different in Canada and the US, which means I know they're different all over the world. Um, I've lived in those two countries, so I can speak to those. But I would love to hear from you guys, no matter where you live, because I know some of you guys are everywhere. And I love connecting with you. I love having one-on-one clients that are from different parts of the world because it's crazy, right? We're all going through this thing together, all of us in the same age bracket, right? Once you hit 35, we're in the hormone dysregulation. How terrible it is for you has everything, has a little bit to do with genetics and a lot to do with lifestyle. Um, and which means, which is why we can, we can heal it, right? Which is why we can actually get out of our own way and fix it. It's just not in the way that anyone has told us. And, you know, that's really the hard part, right? Is understanding what to do because it's not what it used to be, right? And our our path there not, is not what it used to be. And our life is not what it used to be. When we were able to just, I don't know, cut out some drinking and, you know, start running a little bit more and all of a sudden, you know, things tightened up. It's just not that way. Um, so that's why I offer my, my um, exclusive, intensive one-on-one coaching, which will open up again in December, but, you know, for January, for a January and because I know you all love your New Year's resolutions. I know I do too, a nice fresh start. But what I want to remind you of now, the reason I created um, and decided to launch and share my hormone healing live training which is happening later this week. If you haven't got your ticket, they may have been sold out by now because I'm only taking 25 people. I am really trying to customize this for you guys Um, because as much as the formula will get you all results, it's nice when we can customize it. That'll take it to that next level and allow us to to do it further. Um, Make sure you swipe up in the show notes and you grab your spot if there's a spot still available because I am only taking a limited number of people. So pause this and go do that right now if you haven't. It is my, my... my proven formula that I use for myself all the time and for my one-on-one clients. And it is it is the strategy we need, right, to better understand. But it's not just that. If it was, I'd just package it up and send it to you. There's a real mindset piece around it that has to come with it. And then when we customize it, that's where the magic happens. So all of that to say, <laughs> what I would love to hear from you, wherever you are in the world, whether you celebrate Halloween or not, what is your favorite treat, candy treat, one that you would buy at a store. (laughs) Send it to me in the DMs. Okay, today, you guys, I really want to spend a little time talking about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, which is the hormonal impact of being a people pleaser. 
And it's near and dear to my heart because I am what I like to call a pe people pleaser or a person, whatever. A person pleaser? What do we say here? A people, a people pleaser in recovery. I'm in recovery, which means that I'm not great at it. I'm trying really hard to never do it. Um, it's a very tough it's a very tough thing to change about ourselves, especially if it's become, you know, your identity. For me, being a people pleaser, you know, really, really became, I think, my identity. If I was the nice one and I was the easygoing one and, oh, I just did all these things without complaint. Uh, but you know what? I've learned over time and you all know too, you, you don't get something for nothing. And when you rob yourself of, of, your own needs to please other people, then you will lose and you'll pay the piper for that in the end. So why, you know, I want to talk today about the problem with it and how it actually impacts our hormones because it's a real thing. And for many of you, this is a huge impact on why you are where you are with your hormones. Remember I said at the beginning that, you know, how uncomfortable your pre-menopause, perimenopause, menopause, transition, whatever, how uncomfortable it is, meaning how many awful symptoms you have and how much it's impacting your life has a little bit to do with genetics, but mostly to do with our lifestyle. And of course, being a people pleaser is a big lifestyle impactor. So why, well, first of all, I think it's important to discuss, you know, why are we people pleasers? And I think for three different reasons. One, society teaches women um, to be, to be people pleasers, to put everyone before us. I mean, geez, I can even remember television shows upon television shows, TV sitcoms, where really there's that whole woman behind the man. Do you know what I'm talking about? I feel like, you know, I saw it in so many different sitcoms where, you know, the woman does all the things and like, just gently nudges the man so that he thinks it's his idea. <laughs> can you tell I'm angry about it? I can feel my anger. You know, this is how we have been taught, right? Through society to grow up where the man is the leader and the woman accomplishes everything around them without disrupting the family unit. Um, I think it, it's also another reason, you know, why are we are people pleasers. It's also called fawning in the therapy world, um, which is actually a survival mechanism for, for conflicts or for trauma. So, you know, I'm sure you've heard of the fight, flight, or freeze, but a lot of people haven't heard of the fawning, and which just means when we're really uncomfortable, people who are people pleasers and who fawn, when we're in an uncomfortable situation, we, we fawn, we actually you know, choose to laugh things off or try to make light of a situation. And this was a real tough one for me. And when I look back, I've had to process a lot of my own frustration and guilt and shame. I can't tell you how many times in my life, and I know so many of you guys have been through this too. It actually makes me really emotional when I think about it. I can't tell you how many times in my life I have been in the presence of a man who has said something inappropriate to me and I have been so uncomfortable, but my reaction is to, is to, to save myself, to make myself not feel so like scared is to, to laugh it off, which is not okay. When someone says something to you that is not, is inappropriate, we should be able to tell them it is inappropriate, but that fawning is a real it's a real safety mechanism for us. And of course, it happens in many ways, right? If you just avoid conflict, maybe you grew up with a lot of conflict. Maybe you grew up never understanding conflict. Um, 
but either way, fawning is a real part of, of you know, why we people please to protect ourselves. And, and also, um, you know, I think it's because we never take the time to know who we are. So, you know, we aren't taught that when we're young, right? We're not often taught. We're in a new age now where people often ask their kids like, well, how are you feeling? What do you feel about this? But when we were young, it wasn't that way. It was, you know, respect your old, your elders, respect your teachers, you know, which look, I think is very, very important. And I feel very strongly about, and I think it's maybe missing a little bit these days, but Either way, it wasn't a fostered environment for us to really know who we are, like go and try all the things, go and experience all the things. And if you're inclined, and I think I see it more often in second children, especially where first children are headstrong or more independent because the second child often, you know, tries to accommodate, right? This is what we have, have, this is what we do. We even see it in marriages and relationships, right? The good cop, bad cop. When one child is constantly disruptive or maybe a little bit more headstrong, the other one automatically, you know, fills the other the gap. There's no room for two headstrong people. So it's not an always, but it's an often. So, you know, we never take the time to know what we're doing because we want to please our parents or we want to please our friends and we don't want to create more conflict. So we just do whatever they tell us the right thing is to do. And in the end, we don't actually get to recognize what it is that that we want to do at all. And we lose a piece of ourselves. I'll tell you what, as, as a recovering people pleaser, one of the hardest things for me is, geez, I am emotional today. <laughs> Pardon me while I get a little emotional around this. One of the hardest things coming out of being a people pleaser is that usually we don't, haven't allowed ourselves to experience certain emotions like anger or sadness you know it's almost like we we just took them and put them in a box somewhere around somewhere else and never learned how to actually you know move through those things so as I give myself permission to feel these things again in my life for the first time sometimes I can honestly feel like first it felt a little bit like I was a Neanderthal toddler and now I'm still feeling very much like I'm, I'm a bit of a teenager, like a little bit of a hothead with them where they come up and they come fast and I don't know how to handle it. And it can really be difficult, but we learn and I've already noticed myself growing through them, getting used to them, but it's not an easy journey. Uh, but gosh, is it ever worth it when you stop doing all the things for other people and when you finally realize that you can say no I don't want to do that and I want to do this and the world around you doesn't crash I mean it's such a relief anyway that that's probably for another a story for another day but you know there's three major problems that's how we become a pleaser but there's three major problems with being a people pleaser and how it impact impacts your hormones um i mean ultimately what's happening at 35 to 55 because we have this natural hormone imbalance again our body is grinding away in the background trying to rebalance us right so that means we're automatically depleted like a light that's constantly left on and draining a battery right we're already um, running a little lower on energy than we used to. We could be doing the exact same things we were doing at 30, but all of a sudden at 40, we just have way less tolerance for it because we run out of energy in the day because half of it is grinding away in the background, battling this hormone imbalance. And the other part, as you've heard on the podcast before, I'm sure, is 
is our level of estrogen. And estrogen really is those that rose-colored glasses. It's the thing that almost makes us more of a people pleaser at times, right? More easygoing, more sure, I can do that. And we don't have as much of it anymore. So what we're feeling, this intolerance that we're feeling is somewhat accurate, right? It's somewhat accurate that we're annoyed about the things that we should have probably been annoyed about all along, but didn't address in the past. So one of the biggest reasons or I'd say problem number one, being a people pleaser, is that we end up prioritizing everyone above us. Meaning like we even tell ourselves that this is just easier this way. If I do all of these things for everyone else, they'll be happy and therefore I will be happy. But that's not a real truth. And I know that because I lived that. I spent a lot of years thinking that you know, if I just took care of everything that, you know, my partner at the time would, my ex-husband now would, would be happy, you know, would actually appreciate it, would, but I just ended up exhausted. And that's just the truth of the matter. And, and you know what I think, and you know what I actually think sometimes people think they thought I liked doing those things. I didn't like doing those things. I just did them because I thought that that would make life easier and and then I didn't have to deal with the conflict or the frustration or the disappointment or whatever it is and it's still something I have to battle with my children now where I have to recognize when I am prioritizing their wants above my needs or even the needs of a family because I don't want to deal with the conflict and this is a very real thing it's where we begin to actually build you know, a lot of resentment. And, and of course, nobody is ever happy all the time. So you just end up squeezing your your needs into the cracks of your life. Like any time I wanted for myself, I would be waking, like waking up at 4.30 in the morning to get a workout in, you know, and eventually I would just crash and burn because I was so exhausted in the afternoon. And I know a lot of you guys are struggling with that, right? You know what I'm talking about, where you make it to like 2 p.m. and you've actually eaten really healthy all day. Maybe you've even got a workout in and all of a sudden you are exhausted or you have brain fog and all you can, you can't take a nap because nobody has time for that. So you reach for caffeine or you reach for sugar or you get really irritable, right? That is your body being exhausted and needing something that you aren't giving it. And and the worst part, I think, is that we actually wear it a bit as a badge of honor when we're younger. It's like, nobody can do this but me. But that becomes a big problem because we're isolated, we're we're creating a position that's unfillable without us. We think nobody can put the kids to bed the way I can. We create think nobody can pack their lunches the way I can, which we all know if we disappeared tomorrow, it would all got, get figured out, right? But we just, we need to take off that badge of honor and stop looking out of product as productivity as our way of self-worth. It's not our self-worth. It's only what we do. Whew. So yeah, it builds resentment. And one of the biggest questions you can ask yourself to know if you're getting resentful is what advice would I give to my younger self? And you'd be surprised some of the tough stuff that comes out when I ask myself that, when I ask my clients that. It's a tough one, you know? I used to wish for a lot of things that I don't even wanna say out loud on this podcast. But because I just wanted my life to be easier, but that was a huge indicator of how I was really feeling, right? 
that being said, so it's a problem. This, this hustle addiction, this constant doing of everything for everyone else is a problem for our hormones because it, it directly impacts higher levels of cortisol by all the doing and not enough what we call productive rest. Just like an athlete needs an off day, needs an off season, needs recovery. We need that too. And here we are in life asking Olympic levels of output and calling it normal when we're barely sleeping. It's just not okay. And it's, you know, it's not okay because you feel like junk these days, right? Am I right? All right. The second problem it is, is that we really, we lose ourselves in this as people pleasers, right? We lose ourselves completely. Something I often ask my clients and something I had to ask myself is like, what are, what are my hobbies? What actually brings me joy? And I didn't, I didn't even have an answer. I could name my ex-husband's hobbies, but I had no idea what my hobbies were. I had no idea what brought me, me joy. And this is a common thing that I, I hear from my clients. They don't know. They don't know the last time they laughed so hard they cried. They don't know what fills their cup. And it wouldn't matter anyway because all of our cups have a big fat hole in the bottom, right? We're trying to fill these cups up with all this self-love, but there's a hole in the bottom of it because of our hormones, so it, it, it's a problem because we really lose ourselves. And when we don't know what gives us joy and pleasure, the big issue with that with our hormones is that pleasure in its purest form, whether it's an orgasmic pleasure or whether it's, you know, pleasure, any, any other type of pleasure that makes you laugh, is, is a requirement to lower cortisol. And that is what we are in, you know, in ample supply of right now. We have way too much cortisol going on, which is what's amping up our, our fat storage, decreasing our metabolism and making our hormones make us, drive us a bit more crazy all the time. Um, okay, the other, another problem, problem number three is that it becomes our identity and our self-sabotage cycle. And this is a big one because uh, I still have to battle it myself. You know, I when I'm stressed out, you know, my natural tendency is to go and do more because part of my identity is to do is to be a people pleaser, right? That's what I'm constantly fighting. We think, well, this is who I am. I'm the one that does all these things. You know, this is what makes me valuable to people. But it's not what makes you valuable to people, right? Who you are, just as you are, just as you exist as a human, is what makes you valuable. And this is the piece that we lose as people pleasers. But even bigger than that, so we self-sabotage, right? We, we, I'll get, start to get busy and then I get too busy to accomplish the goal that I really want for myself. And then I sa- I can't, it's not going to work for me is what I say. And I hear it from my clients too. It's not going to work for me because of X, Y, and Z or Z, depending on where you are in the world, <laughs> you know? And, you know, maybe we say like, I just, I just don't have time. I have to do all of these things. But you're doing a lot of them alone and we need help and something has to change or you will be the one that gets sacrificed somewhere along the way. The piece with that that really stuck with me, I listened to a podcast recently by Jay Shetty on purpose, it's called. It's a really good one. And he said something and these weren't his words. He was quoting someone else. I'm sorry that I'm, I don't recall who it was, but... There's, I guess, a famous quote that says, I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. 
And it really blew my mind when I heard that because it's a big indicator of the stories we tell ourselves, right, about who we think we need to be. And I think a really good example of this, you know, is maybe with our parents, right? I know for me, I grew up really thinking, you know, that I didn't want my, that I was known as in my family as, you know, the easygoing one, the one that never got into trouble. And so I really had to hold on to that by being the good girl, by doing the right thing. Sure, I ruptured behind the scenes and did some naughty things and hit it, but that was what I held on to. I thought I had to be that person because I assumed, I told myself that story. And we do the same thing with ourselves, with, you know, with our parents, with our siblings, with our friends, with our partners, with our children, we just, we become the person that we think they think we are. And it's not true. And this is where people pleasing becomes really, really challenging. And I would say that, that the final problem for our hormones with being a people pleaser is that we have to numb and cope somehow. I started this podcast talking about how, you know, one way, you know, one way or another, you, you get what you give, right? And if we are always stuffing down our truth, the thing that we really want, you know, the integrity of who we really are, we, it starts to leak out of us somewhere. And we have to numb and cope somehow to maintain the hustle, to maintain the people-pleasing, to maintain the identity. And we do that through shopping. We do that through sugar, through alcohol, through a lot of different things, through you know Netflix. And when we start to numb our edges like that, we're losing our opportunity to change. We need our edges to remind us of what is bothering us so that we change. But if we numb it constantly, not only does that create more stress and cortisol in the body and make us feel worse, but we never get the opportunity to be so uncomfortable that we change. And everything in, in nature, everything in life requires that vulnerability, that stepping outside of our comfort zone when we're scared, when we have all those edges, requires it to change. So those are the main reasons why it's a big problem because every one of those things fosters an environment where we're not getting our needs met. And when we don't get our needs met, cortisol rises in the body and it doesn't matter how little you eat or how much you work out, our body moves into fat storage mode, it moves into um, low metabolic mode, and we start to have much bigger issues. And even if you're just starting to feel a little low or you're really just dealing with the energy piece right now and it doesn't seem so bad, it doesn't get better, it gets worse which again is why taking care of yourself right now and leaning in, getting help with maybe with my hormone healing training is such a critical time right now because as we head into the holiday season, that's when we know we're gonna be taking on more, right? My sister and I always talk about how, oh, here come the holidays where I have 50% more to do and 50% more money to spend 
but there's no more time and there's no more money coming in. And that's a really stressful thing for most people, even if, it, even if you do have all the money and it's just about the time. Time is a commodity that we are losing and leaking out of us. Okay, so those are the main reasons there. Now the challenge, there's one really big challenge with trying to stop like you might be saying, okay, I want to stop being a people pleaser. And, and certainly you should listen to the last podcast episode where we talked a lot about a head cat Horrocks on talking a lot about boundary setting, which was amazing. So if you haven't listened to, uh, to that yet, go back to episode 46 and listen to that. She gives some really great tips on it. Um, and boundaries can really help. However, in order to really stop being a people pleaser, we have to begin to discover and stand strong in who we are, right? And that's a problem because we don't know who we are. I felt so lost, like I'd lost myself completely. And this is what I hear from a lot of women and a lot of you guys is that in my DMs, you feel lost. You don't even recognize yourselves when you look in the mirror. And I, I know that feeling. I know that feeling so well. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Why the tears? Anyway, so in order to stop being a people pleaser, we have to really begin to discover and stand strong in who we are. But it's hard to know yourself. It's hard to even begin to know yourself, right? Like the answer is it's time to try. It's time to start. It's time to figure that out. But how can you even begin to do those things when you can barely get through the day because you're exhausted, right? When you aren't even sleeping through the night because your mind is grinding away in anxiety over the things that you need to do or you're having hot flashes. You know, when you don't even feel like yourself because you feel so uncomfortable in your clothes that it's taking you 45 minutes to get dressed in the morning or you just feel exhausted because you're bloated all the time or you're having insane heavy periods. How do we find time to do that? And that is where it's so important to first start by healing your hormones because we keep thinking and I know I was one of these people I remember thinking I don't I can't possibly I don't have any more time to do any more things so you know Bria like I don't want to join your training because I'm scared that like I can't possibly take on one more thing and what I want you to know is that what I'm going to tell you to do in the live training has a lot to do with doing less. What I'm going to teach you is how to eat in a way that heals your hormones, that doesn't cause more stress. I'm not going to tell you you don't have you can't eat anything or any amount of thing. I'm going to teach you how to eat to heal your hormones. I'm going to teach you how to move and a lot of it has to do with doing less and that's the rub. Cuz you don't know how to do less. I didn't know how to do less. And that's where the mindset work really comes in. That's why it's so valuable to have this live training, to do a one-on-one -on -one coaching, to connect with someone who helps you directly. Because it's if I, if I gave you my formula, the chances of you following through on it would be slim because there's mindset work around that that has to be done in order for us to follow through. So my people pleasers. What I want you to know is that there's hope, that now is the time to do the work, that it doesn't have to be this way, that in four weeks you can start to feel significantly better. In one week you can start to feel relief. In four weeks you can feel significantly, significantly better. By the new year, 
you can begin to really finally feel like that new year, new you concept, right? Because you finally are ahead of the game in this. You finally have relief. And we start to realize that it doesn't actually have to do with a number on a scale. It has a heck of a lot to do with how we feel in our body. If you're exhausted, if you're frustrated, if you're tired, if you're cranky, if you, you know, can't even make it through a day, it's depressing. <laughs> okay, that's a sad note to end on. Send me your candy things that you love. Let's talk more about candy. But in all seriousness, though, if you need help, reach out. That is what this live training is for. Send me a DM if you have questions. Make sure you hop on the live Q&A. If you, in my office hours, if you just need a quick question to know if this is going to work for you, my answer is going to be yes, but I'll be able to answer your answer specifically or your questions specifically. It is time to go out, sisters, and be more in your life and not just less on a scale or not just someone who fits themselves into the cracks of other people's lives. I promise you the people that you love will love you more when you are happy. Period. End of story. All right. Talk to you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.